I'm going to work in startup because I want to become rich very, very fast. This is not us. And this is not, I believe, in the true value of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is about the mission of the business, the problem of the business of the company is building. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of In Check with Fintech. Today, we are joined by Rodolphe Ardon from Spandesk. Rodolphe is the co-founder and CEO of Spanddesk, the all-in-one spend management platform helping businesses spend smarter. Before Spanddesk, he was founder in residence at Startup Studio eFounders, COO for the car rental startup Drivey and founder of Mosaic, a digital advertising startup acquired by Soul Local Group in 2013. So here we go. Welcome to the show, Rodolfo. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. Do I pronounce your name correctly? I didn't even ask. Rodolfo, Rodolfe, what's the best way to pronounce it? In French, we would say Rodolphe. Uh, Rodolphe. You can call me Rod if it's easier. All right. Okay, perfect. That sounds good. Uh, great. Yeah, no, no, great to have you. Um, you're the CEO and uh, co-founder of uh, Spendesk. Uh, more on that later. But before we do that, I always ask for a little introduction on the persona uh, of Rodolphe. So would you be so kind to give an introduction on yourself, please? Yeah, sure. So I, I'm 40. I'm uh, married. I'm the proud father of three girls, uh, between, uh, six years old and, uh, and, uh, six months old. So it's pretty, it's pretty busy at home at the moment, Roger. <laughs> um, uh, I graduated as an engineer. I'm an engineer starting my career as an entrepreneur. I think I've made all the mistakes that an engineer can do in starting their first business, you know, and the biggest one is, <laughs> I think it's a very common one. Huh? It's uh, uh, enjoying working for very technical solutions that's not really solving people's problem. Uh, but we, we pivoted over three three different business models. It ended super well. Our company got acquired. Uh, so I moved into a more corporate culture from an, uh, 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 the, the company that acquired us. I didn't like it much there. Went back to the startup world. I joined a, a peer-to-peer car rental marketplace called Drivey where I was running operations and I had the finance team in my scope and that's where the idea of Spendless came in and since, since 2016, uh, I'm a proud co-founder uh, uh, and CEO of Spendless. And how handy is it to be an engineer from the background to now be a big co-founder. Does that help you in being successful uh, with, with Spendesk right now and maybe in your previous ventures or not really? That's a good question. Um, obviously, you don't, need, you, don't, you don't need to be uh, an engineer for being, for being a founder. Huh? Uh, what, what engineering... So on my first, on my first gig, uh, being an engineering allows you to build uh, your ideas. Uh, so that's a great advantage and you can ship it, uh, uh, as you need. Then on the, uh, on the spendless thing, at the early days, I, I was again in the code, but I'm far from being a professional engineer and are much less efficient, uh, and knowledgeable than people that are doing this, their job. Uh, so clearly for me, it was not, you know, clearly sustainable. Um, I think, I think it gives, you know, Coming from engineering gives you, and particularly when you're working in tech, it gives you an understanding of what you're doing. I see, I see often this misunderstanding between business people and tech people, mm-hmm. where you, you can have, you know, business people thinking, oh, this must be so hard. It's impossible. And for a tech guy, it's like, no, it's just uh, two lines of code. It's a small script. Uh, I can totally automate <laughs> these things. And, uh, and on the contrary, you know, business people think, 
but this this should be very easy. But actually, technically, this is super super hard. Uh, so this understanding of the overall how technology can solve problem and solve problem uh, that people has creates some potentially a unique uh, scope or perspective towards what you can or what you cannot build. You can you can very much level with the challenges that maybe engineering has or the opportunities that they see or the way that they think. I can, I can imagine they might be very appreciative of the fact that you can wear their hats as well sometimes. Yeah, I think so. And, and you know, and confronted with a new problem and something you want to solve, you, you see when there is a technical solution that you can apply. Yeah, exactly. Um, hey, great. And you founded uh, different companies um, over the past, not always in fintech, right? How does, can you talk maybe a bit about, I think there's three companies you founded, is that right? Two, two. Two, all right, okay. So the first company was in AdTech? The first company was in AdTech. Uh, yeah. It was very technical. We developed a, a semantic technology to optimize uh, lead generation. Uh, um, uh, so basically we were, uh, we had the ability to understand what people were looking for for a specific product and automate, uh, uh, you know, and generate all the heads, landing page, uh, to create a, a lead generation engine, uh, purely built on technology. So very different from FinTech. And I, I started, you know, getting interested by FinTech, but more on a, coincidence when starting with Spendesk. Uh, the problem we wanted to solve with Spendesk is really a, a problem that I've experienced uh, in my previous uh, companies, which is you know, basically when you start scaling finance team or growing finance team on how you can avoid uh, or liberate businesses from putting constraints in the system when you are talking about uh, uh, about money. So how we can you know, liberate employees, people to access the company money in a very good experience way uh, uh, without being a chaos for financial teams. So that was the problem I, I, I was trying to solve. I understood later that you know, the way to solve this was really to integrate payments into these workflows, into this process. And that's where I started to get interested into FinTech and how financial technology can be applied into business problems. I think that's a, a nice taster into Spendesk. Can you give a bit of an introduction for the people who've never heard of you, which I think you're hard to miss these days as you're uh, basically everywhere, especially here in, uh, in Europe. But what does Spendesk do exactly? So what we do at Spendesk, Spendesk um, uh, we we provide finance team with a way to manage all uh, the operational spending of our company. So we provide an all-in-one spend management platform. Basically, you know, the promise is every employee, when they need to access the company money or all the type of purchase that they are making, whatever the payment method they need to have, so being you know, an online purchase, uh, uh, offline purchase, paying a supplier, paying an expense, uh, uh, paying when they're traveling. Spendesk is the go-to solution where they can access the money of the company. And we do that providing finance team with the level of control, the level of automation of all these flows just in one place so they don't have to spend uh, all this tedious time uh, in managing these workflows and these processes. What are some of the products then? I mean, you have the spend management, you have the cards, I think, right? What else kind of products or services do you offer? Yeah, it's, it's it's basically whenever you need to spend something for your company, spend as cover it, right? So when you take every use case where someone uh, needs to make a purchase, Spendesk is the go-to solution where you can access and, and manage. This. So it can be 
And, and traditionally, uh, OJ, it has been thought through either payments method or through different workflows uh, uh, fragmented workflows. For, for example, expense management could be one. Uh, procurement can be another one. Online spending can be another one. Uh, um, uh, uh, account payable management can be another one. But actually, when you think about the modern ways of working where employees can be pushed to, to, to make different types of purchase or tap the, the company money in many different ways, there should not be these different frontiers. And because this approach was fragmented in the past, it creates a lot of complexity, both for employees and finance team to manage, to reconcile, to get this overview uh, into all these financial flows. Um, so, yeah, we spend this. If you want to pay by card, you can pay by card. We abstract this complexity of the payment method. If you want to pay your supplier by invoice, you, you pay it by invoice uh, or by transfer. Uh, all these use cases are really reconciled into one platform that creates the that manage all this process uh, uh, for both the finance team and the buyer. I must say, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Uh, we uh, we use it ourselves. Um, at PCN. So I think as a company, it's great because indeed everything's in one place. Uh, for employees, it's great because at least for me, um, in the past, it was, okay, saving or collecting the receipts, uh, then having to upload them in an Excel file, maybe taking a picture, sending all those pictures on an email. This is literally an app. You take a picture, you upload it, uh, and the rest is taken care of. So um, it saves a whole lot of time uh, for the employees um, at the end of the month, um, but also for companies itself. Uh, as a company, I see it's saving time for the finance team because, like you said, everything's in one place. You can manage subscriptions as well. Um, you can uh, uh, upload or top up a card. Um, if people go uh, go out of the country, for example, or go traveling, you give them a certain budget. Um, so, yeah, um, that's a little marketing talk. You didn't pay me for this, but uh, I think it's a great product, I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but then let's talk a bit about your um, your vision, right? I, I read your vision is to liberate businesses and their people to do their best work. Um, can you maybe talk a bit more about this? Where does it come from? Why was that? Uh, why is that the vision of Spendesk? This is totally this is totally where we start from. Uh, uh, the idea of Spendesk really comes from this personal frustration. I'm I'm a huge believer, uh, Roger, in. Uh, businesses uh, or ways of working that are uh, built at least on two principles, uh, trust and freedom. Uh, by trust, I really mean, you know, ways of working where we empower, we trust people to make decisions on their scope and for the business. And by freedom, I mean, Providing the flexibility, removing all the constraints that people can that, that prevent people to be efficient and to do their job. Why, why, why I'm believing in this working culture? Uh, for two reasons. One, I believe that this this company embracing this type of culture will be much more successful than any other one in this you know new century. Just you know. If you take back, uh, uh, if you think, if you think, if you think back, the, the the paradigm for businesses is no more about you know optimization of producing massively at a lower cost, which was all the where the, our organizations came from. You know, these industrial revolutions of the past century of uh, hundred and fifty years ago, uh, uh, which is all about you know 
tailorization and segmentation of specialization of the different job. And when you split the one who decides than the one who executes, which is efficient when you need to produce standardized things. Today, the challenge of business is more about producing the right product to the right people at the right time in an environment that is moving very, very fast. So it's all about mm -hmm. optimizing for agility. You know, removing, removing, uh, 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 reducing the feedback loop towards what you observe in the field and and and, and making actions and decisions towards that. Um, and the second one is, I think we 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 are really entering, and it's been a decade into uh, a world with no more employers uh, uh, um, uh, driven, but more employees driven. Right, people don't want to work for a pension. Nowadays, they're more working for a purpose, for a passion. Right, and these these companies having these types of working culture are going to drive much more engagement, much more uh, because people really see the impact of their decisions and of their work. Right. So this this is a true belief. And my frustration when I, when I was in my previous company is. We have these modern ways of working. Uh, and you can see that in every different function of the company, people could work autonomously on their scope while collaboratively with the rest of the team. You know, you're, you're, you're in sales, uh, uh, you can work on your account, and you've got this tool called the CRM allowing you to log data in this account. And then uh, all the uh, other people working with you, either ahead in the sales cycle or uh, uh, above, have all the information they need to also work on this account. Same for engineering. We've got uh, version control, uh, Git, for example, allowing engineers to work on their piece of feature that they are working on while collaboratively with us. But in finance, uh, most companies, and particularly in, in the small one, you, you, you have this working culture of empowerment, of trust, uh, 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 um, uh, and on freedom. It's a total chaos for financing. It's a total chaos. You don't see where the company money is going. It's very hard to trust people with money. And so naturally, you come back into this command and control world, and you come back into putting constraints in the system that is killing your operational agility. And my, my, my tipping point for me was really when, you know, on, on, on the previous startup I was working for, and you know, we were losing control of like the company money and started to centralize everything and starting to put process in place. And it was like, oh my God, I'm putting things in place that I would have hated if I were on the other side of the bag. Why, why is this happening? It's so against uh, my vision on how the modern ways of working, right? And, and starting to dig into that, it was very clear that well, well, every function of the company had the right tool to work in these modern ways. When we're talking about something that is so emotional, uh, about company money that needs so much control, we came back into these very traditional ways of working. And we were really lacking the tools that were liberating people and liberating businesses on all these constraints, which is around payments, so they can be agile and efficient in their work. So that's that's our mission uh, at Spenders. This is what we want uh, to solve the problem we want to solve for. A checkout that lets you hustle less and sell more, easy. A good checkout ensures that you don't leave money on the table. NetsEasy helps you turn visitors into buyers and one-time customers into fans. Upgrade your checkout once and see your sales increase without you having to lift a finger. 
don't believe it? Nets offers you a free analysis for your checkout to discover the hidden potential of your online shop. Contact Nets, link in description. Great, that's, I mean, the people uh, now can't see you, but you're very passionate about this, which is great to, uh, great to see and hear. I mean, so based on those two principles, trust and freedom, it's, it's, it sounds like it's at the core of the product of Spendest, but also at the core of the company culture in and of itself. Is that fair to say? It's always a fucking. I think it's it's core on every modern uh, uh, ways of culture, and that's going to be the sense of history. I'm not saying that these two principles are exhaustive, but they are at the foundation on what people expect when joining a company, and again, what will make businesses more successful in the end. And what Spendest is as a product is really helping finance team on this scope of managing the company money to decentralize, to give this level of trust, this level of freedom, but obviously in a compliance way that it fits with uh, the requirement and constraint of, uh, of businesses, right? It's all about, oh, oh, you know, the macro problem that we're solving. How, how, do, you, how do you allow people to spend money which is not theirs. You know, it's, it's stressful when you think about that. If you, if you think yeah. about your own money, Roger, it's like, okay, uh, uh, will I allow people to, to, to spend my own money? Uh, 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 I'm not trusting them, right? Or maybe my closest family and <laughs> even that. So on the business perspective, that's the same thing is, okay, we are in the same boat. We're working for the same company. But still, when we're talking about money, you start, we're very emotional as human uh, on money. So how we solve that? And that's that's the product we do. We allow team really and, and businesses to liberate themselves on this of these constraints of managing the company. And why is that so? Spend management. Why is that such a hot topic right now? I mean, I, I see that there's obviously Spendesk, but there's other companies as well coming up. It seems to be quite a hot market. Why is there so many people jumping on this now? I think there is, there is different things. One. Uh, these consumerizations of our ways of working uh, and this consumerization of our expectation uh, 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 is accelerating. It's clearly accelerating. You, you don't want to have the, you, know, you, you, you want to have the kind of same experience at work that you have in your private life. At private life, you've got all you know, this consumerization digitalization have exploded uh, over the, the, the past two decades. And so you, 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 are not, you, you want to have the choice of the product and services that you use that make your life more efficient uh, uh, and better. And at work, that's the same, right? So this is, this is, this is a common wave. Huh? This is the sense of history that Spendesk is uh, uh, empowering uh, and helping businesses to do. The second thing is it's the technology enabling us to solve this problem starts have uh, started to, 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 to be available, right? If we think about, uh, again, going back to money, if we want to solve this problem, there is, there is this level of control that we need to have on money that can, that needs to be solved through software and only software can, 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 can solve this, you know, putting this level of layers, but it needs to be on top of payment methods. Mm -hmm. So how do you integrate financial technology, the way to manage payments with the piece of software that makes it compliant in the workflow of the business? If you want to give access to someone to a payment method of the company and you need to add this layer of control, you need to build on top, to build on top of this financial technology. And what we've seen in the past decade is that this financial technology moved from, uh, uh, you know, um, 
legacy player that was owning this technology and it was not distributed into a much more distributed way. We started to have access uh, through API, through provider to use financial technology and to build on top of that, right? And the third one is the market is there. Uh, businesses are accelerating their digitalization, are accelerating their transformation, and they are really looking for solutions to that. And the, the, the first revolution in the spend management was more about you know, transforming paper-based process into digital ones, but not reinventing them. You know, when you take the classic expense management software that we see in the market that most of the company are using, it's transforming the, the, the process of putting your paper in an envelope, going to the finance team or filling an Excel spreadsheet into the same process, which is just uh, uh, taking pictures of your receipt and asking finance team to reimburse them. But that's the same process. It's not been reinvented, right? It's just a digitalization of this process. So this is what happened in the, the, the past two decades. And it was the, 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 the surge of companies like Concur that dominated this market, et cetera. This is for expense management. It's the same for procurement. It's the same for account payable, right? So there was this first wave of software businesses moving from paper-based or from, from Excel into uh, a point solution. But now, integrating finance in this scope, you can really think, does this process uh, uh, actually mean something? Why are we doing this in the first place? Why are we asking people to advance their own money and to get reimbursed in the business? Does it make sense? No, it doesn't. In the end, it doesn't. It's like, because I don't have this level of control, I need to transform this synchronous uh, process where I don't have control into an asynchronous one. Synchronous would be, hey, I, I'm in a taxi, I need to pay for my business. Oh, I cannot give you a payment method. So... Uh, I cannot control that. I cannot make this synchro I, I, I cannot make this process working for my business. So I transform it in an asynchronous one. Hey, you, Roger, are going to be my payment method and you're going to ask for reimbursement. So I can have this level of control and then reimburse a synchronous process. But the key problem is just, hey, Roger, I cannot trust you. I don't have the means to give you a payment method to do this expense. So the expense management by itself doesn't make sense. Yeah. As soon as you have this ability to merge uh, uh, this control through the software layer into your payment, give, allowing the company to give you the payment method. There's lots of opportunities for uh, efficiency gains, basically. I think there is efficiency, but there is also opportunity for new markets to be creating, to, 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 to be to, to being created. As soon, again, we, we can see when we started Spendless five years ago, no one was looking for a spend management solution. No one even knew that spend management existed so that we can solve payment at work, right? It, it was key for me when uh, I started this company. I, I learned to think, one, you know, interviewing many, many different people. No one was satisfied by the experience of payment at work. And everyone was telling me, you know, that's, that's, that's how it is. Right, so that's, that's shows the opportunity. It's like okay, no, satisfaction is low, and everyone is living in the status quo. So, oh, uh, maybe let's try to solve this. And and as soon as you see that 
you become the operating system. So the, 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 the system that people operate when they need to pay at work. Then, you know, it's so core on every business activity. Huh? Uh, uh, business activity is all about, you know, exchanging goods and services. You're purchasing things, you're transforming this with your brand, and you're selling an, another service, right? So you need to buy to sell. Yeah. Uh, uh, so payment is really at the, at the frontier on every business exchange. So as soon as you become this operating system, the opportunity of value that you can provide for businesses is just huge. Flexibility in terms of cash management, extending of the different workflow, integrating all the data that you need in the different, you know, uh, segment use case of purchase uh, to give people more context when they need to make decisions. So this addressable market, this addressable opportunity is just insane. And I think this is what is raising so much interest on this market. Yeah, exactly. I love how you how you created a new market. Basically, you you found your blue ocean. Um, and you build a product around that. So uh, I think that's uh, that's really cool. Hey, it, 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 before, uh, kind of in a pre-show talk that we had, uh, we spoke about you guys being unicorn and how big of a milestone you is. And you said, look, it's not for us uh, about the value or about the money. Um, it's very much about the, the company that we are and the value that we bring to our customers. Um, I think that's a very interesting take. Normally it's, okay, we are a unicorn now. When can we become, um, reach the next status? And it's normally celebrated as a, um, as a big milestone to, uh, that, that was reached. Um, can you give a bit more background as to why that's the way you look at it? Why is that so important to you to say, look, value for our customers is all we live for, basically? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, I think it really comes from, okay, why we are creating this company? And when, uh, as a founder, I wanted to create, to restart a business. Uh, and for me, it's been, it's been very clear that it's for two reasons. Huh? Uh, one, uh, I restarted this business to solve a problem I care about. And I have the ambition of creating a new standard, a new reference, something that can be huge. It's a long-term play. Right. And when we are talking about this market, you see the market opportunity. It's a long term play. And we've got this ambitious ambition not to become one player, but become the player, the new norm, the new reference on how people pay at work. And two, uh, for me, it's all about, you know, the second reason is about having the opportunity to create a great company. By a great company is an organization that would fit, uh, 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 you know, um, our beliefs in our ways of working, uh, and that people can be very proud uh, uh, in working on or having uh, having worked. So when when we think about that, uh, I think the there can be a decorrelation uh, between what is valued in startup today, or at least what uh, it's seen from the external world on startup, which is really correlated to money. Uh, uh, versus the mission and the ambition of these businesses. And money for me, so valuation, high valuation, high growth in terms of valuation is more, okay, uh, financial outcomes really, uh, again, give this, or to say that, but this, this, this impression that everything is made more for the short term. I'm going to work in startup because I want to become rich very, very fast. This is not us. And this is not, I believe, in the true value of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is about the mission of the business or the problem of the, uh, the business of the company is building. So this is why for us, again, 
we are super proud of being going a unicorn. It's a great milestone. But communicating into the exact valuation and the next fundraising valuation that we are going to have, again, you know, emphasize the money thing uh, on the startup world rather than really what matters most. We are here to build businesses that are going to stay for decades. Uh, and this is more this message that I want to share to the uh, to our audience rather than saying, hey, are the new, I don't know, 1 billion, 2 billion, 5 billion, 10 billion uh, valuation company. That makes total sense. So it's the mission first and then the rest will come, basically. If you know what you want, you know your mission, you know your vision, uh, there's obviously two separate things, but then the rest will come from that on the basis of that. Then the value will come if your mission and vision is right and that's all you live for and are passionate, passionate about what you very clearly are, which is very exciting to see. Thank you, Roger. Yeah, I agree. I think I mean, this is what matters. And I think, you're, you're, to me, again, you're, you're not joining this type of growth of this type of journey. Um, it's the personal thoughts here for the value it creates. That's more for uh, the mission, the learning opportunity, your personal growth opportunity. It's a long-term game. It's an infinite game. It's not something that you know ends ends at some point. No, definitely not. No. Uh, great, Rodolfo, for uh, yeah, for being on the show. Thanks for that. It's, it's, yeah, like I said, I've said it a few times now. I'm excited to see how passionate you are about this, um, and it's uh, interesting to hear from you um, the reasons for uh, founding a spend desk and 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 why you found it, and yeah the two principles of trust and freedom basically all is built around that so thanks for being on the show and, and sharing um, this uh, your knowledge and insights thank you Roger thank you for having me thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of In Check with Fintech if you enjoyed this episode hit the like button and leave us a comment below we'll be having more industry leaders soon so do not forget to subscribe as well in order to keep updated with the latest episodes of our podcast Thanks for listening, and we'd like to leave you with a more serious message from a partner Free a Girl who are dedicated to founding child prostitution and impunity all over the world. Hi, I'm Eveline, CEO and founder of Free a Girl. Every day, two million children, especially girls, are being held captive worldwide. They are locked up and exploited in brothels, dance bars, or online, forced into sexual exploitation. Their freedom is taken away together with their youth, family and future. We are dedicated to fight sexual exploitation of children by rescuing these girls. Please join us, unlock their freedom and unlock your potential by becoming a business partner. Please visit freeagirl.com for more information. Thank you.